Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps. Laist Studios. I do wish I had found a way to finish school, even though I think my life has turned out wonderfully despite it. Um, <laughs> did I just say stay in school, kids? I think I did. I think I did. This is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. We're back with another segment of How I Got Started, where we highlight Angelinos in different fields, the arts, entertainment, and advocacy, doing cool things you should know about. These residents, whether they're homegrown or newer to the city, are folks who want to make LA better. When I first heard about Gina Young, I was like, whoa, this person has a bunch of hats. Theater director, musician, songwriter, DJ. I was like, okay, they're going off in the arts world. As I read more about them, I saw there was a common thread in their work, their community, and more importantly, creating space that some queer folks in LA were hungry for. To be honest, it's not often I meet a queer person who has their hands in different work projects, which also intersect with their identity. Gina has launched a theater class and showcase that intentionally centers marginalized actors. Sorority is a performance series that centers the work of women trans and queer performing artists, and it is a space for artists to make new work, new short works, in a community of artists. And she DJs a monthly dance party for queer women and non-binary folks. It's perhaps more of a party for those of us who are ready to meet their next wife and have already had a, you know, a couple of relationships that have left them feeling really jaded and stuff like that. And has written several plays and musicals about lesbian and queer experiences. When it was All right, let's back up a bit. After moving between D.C., New York, and Seattle, Gina came to L.A. 11 years ago to write for TV. But that's not the way their path unfolded. They somehow keep coming back to theater. I still, of course, came down here thinking I was going to be a TV writer and then immediately started doing playwriting again <laughs> and doing like so much theater. So, you know, so sometimes you can't really fight who you are. And if you're a theater geek as a kid, you might be a theater geek as an adult. My truest self as a kid is the kid who, when the adults would be having like a little dinner party, I'd be getting all the kids in somebody else's room being like, okay, we're doing a play. You know, Victoria, you're gonna be the queen and you're gonna be, you know, and like just sort of like telling everybody who they were gonna be and what the, you know, play was gonna be about. And then we would come back in and perform for our parents. And it's very silly, but it's like, there's something in that that's true and pure. And so I think that kind of the central 
ethos of my work has always been building community through live performance. Gina's other love is music and DJing. After a friend got divorced and Gina went through a heart breakup, the two of them had a light bulb moment. We were, you know, trying to start a new party right at that exact time. And we were like, we really want to do something fun and throw something happy for the community. And I said, we have to call it divorce because that's what we're going through. And the joke was, this is a party to meet your next wife. And that's how a divorce party was born. It's a great party and also kind of a crucial space for queer folks. It currently happens once a month at Bar Franca in downtown L.A. I'm going to keep it real here. The LGBTQ community in L.A. isn't always inclusive. Queer women and trans and femme folks don't have the same spaces gay men do around the city. So having a party to go to that makes people feel seen is important. And this is also a space for fun. It's a lot of like Y2K pop, it's 90s hip hop, it's grunge. It's whatever we want to play, but really centered around that 90s and Y2K vibe. It makes me happy that maybe next time I bring any other friends from around the you know the country come on. They're like, well, I want to go to a queer bar for, for women. I can be like, I have a space for you. Yeah, Let's go there. Exactly. You know, Gina's whole philosophy is about building community and providing artistic spaces for women and queer folks in LA. They do that not only at divorce party, but in their theater work too. Gina tries to provide a comfortable space for actor training while working on her own projects. 2016 was a big year for me. That was the year that I started Feminist Acting Class and Sorority. Feminist Acting Class is an acting class that is an experiment in whether the form and content of an acting class can both be made feminist. Um, it's a big exploration. At this point, hundreds and hundreds of people have taken it. And it's really just an opportunity to explore work by women and trans and non-binary playwrights and to really just try to really try to eliminate the biases and the exploitation and like all of the bad stuff that can possibly arise in an acting class to the best of our ability. Like I started feminist acting class because of my experiences in undergrad um, and then now realizing that so many of my students have had the exact same experiences. And then Sorority is a performance series I started for new short works by women, trans and non-binary performing artists. And uh, it started as like a tiny, basically black box theater show and people started coming out and next thing you know we were getting invited to perform at the hammer and like all of these places that were so much bigger than I ever could have imagined you know going from a tiny black box theater to a really big space like that was really exciting. Welcome to Sorority. We haven't done this in so long how have you been? Yeah? Uh, I know I've missed you too. We are in a new and bigger space because we outgrew our old one. Thank you, Bootleg Theater. So it's really, really awesome that it's totally sold out. This is incredible. But I mean, totally, 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 totally sold out. Like half of my friends. So how did you how did you get started? Tell me, walk me through that journey a little bit. That is a great question because I had kind of a false start. Like when I first moved here, I was working in TV, and I thought that I was just going to keep going and keep going, keep going. And then it didn't work out that way, and I ended up sort of figuring things out and working part-time in theater box offices again, which is what I had done when I was younger. And, and I think that it really came from just doing things myself. Like, I knew I had to be making my own work and not waiting for other people to kind of book me or, like, hire me. So I had produced my own work at a few different theaters in L.A., smaller theaters. And then this one theater I had worked with was like, what are you gonna do this year? You did something the last couple years in a row. What's gonna be this year? And I was feeling so depressed. I had just gone through a breakup. I was feeling like 
I got nothing. Like, I can't, I can't just, like, make art every year when I feel this way. So sorority was originally going to be called Quit because I was like, I just want to quit. I want to quit being an artist. I want to quit doing these things. And I started collecting people, and I was like, this will be hilarious. Everyone who's performing is going to make something about how hard it is to be an artist and how badly we want to quit. And I still think that would be a pretty fun show. But as soon as the people started coming together, the energy got so good that I was like, this can't be called quit anymore. It just can't, because I don't want to quit now. Did you have like a day job? Like how did that work out for you? So I have always worked in the arts or adjacent to the arts, but it's been a hustle. And like, I don't have a trust fund. I don't come from tons of money, but I also knew that I could never have a day job in other stuff because I did that when I was in New York and it, it was too soul-sucking. Working in a theater box office was always better because then at least I would get free tickets to the shows and be around other artists. And I mean, even to this day, like it is 10 jobs at once. It's freelancing, I'm self-employed. I was a touring singer-songwriter for something like 15 years. And uh, the funny part is that that is a hat that I like firmly took off. I quit music. I was like, I'm done with music. Took off the hat, put it away. And then teenagers discovered my music on TikTok because the stuff that I released is very, very queer. It is direct, it is like in your face. So uh, the kids found it, they've been doing like little TikTok trends about it. So I have this song called So Called Straight Girl. Oh! It's exactly what it sounds like. Okay. It's like So Called Straight Girl, I know you see me over your boyfriend's shoulder. I see you watching me. So like, for example, here's an example of like someone, oh wait, where's the volume? Oh. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I started getting the most amazing messages from like kids and I I just you know was blown away by their desire to connect and their openness to talk about how in some countries, you know, queerness is criminalized and maybe if they're from another place they're like not able to be out at all, and the music is helping them. And that's just really, really cool. I'm really lucky. I want you to take me to the, to the moment you turn to your partner or to your whomever in your life that was important. You're like, I made it in Los Angeles. <laughs> Oh, can anyone ever say they've made it in Los Angeles? Oh boy. Actually though, I do have a really clear answer for that, which was that it was the day that I stopped trying to like beg people to have coffee with me and people started asking me to have coffee with them. It just literally just happened one day where it went from like me trying to get coffee, trying to get coffee, trying to get coffee, to me not having time for coffee and now people ask me to have coffee and that's so sweet and it just makes me feel really flattered and I don't think I like, I don't think I've like made it, you know what I mean? Um, but that did let me know that I was on a roll. What would you want to give advice to a young Gina Young? What would you tell them? The being real thing is don't be too impulsive, you know? Like, I do wish I had found a way to finish school, even though I think my life has turned out wonderfully despite it. Um, <laughs> Did I just say stay in school, kids? I think I did. I think I did. Um, so part of the reason I created Feminist Acting Class is that my experience of uh, acting in my university, like undergrad program, was actually not very positive. 
And I really learned the hard way that most actor training in America is systems that were handed down by straight white men that are not at all kind really to anyone. And the more of my feminist acting class I teach, the more students I find who have had this same experience in especially college settings, but also in high school and in the real world. So I actually ended up leaving and dropping out of college because of this exact reason, because my school, well, <laughs> partly because it was so overpriced, um, but also to be spending time at a institution I could not afford when the experience was so oppressive and so um, unpleasant and harmful was just not something that I could abide. So I left school. Um, I do want to give the hard truth of like, yeah, that financially it is really hard out there. So like if there is a way that you can finish school or get a good day job or do something that makes it really stable for you, take it. You know, like take that opportunity. What is your pro tip about LA? I think my pro tip about LA is definitely that you have to find where you fit. I think that when I first moved to LA, everyone who knew me was like, you're gonna hate it there. I just felt like, no, you all don't know what you're talking about. LA is a huge city. And that's the biggest thing that I tell people is that LA is huge. You can find anything you're looking for here. I found my community more on the east side. I live downtown. I love just like, yeah, there's just more on the east side is where I found the um, arts community and the even bars or like parties that I feel more connected to, which is not to judge any other place. There's wonderful places everywhere. And so my pro tip for LA is really just to figure out where you fit, to explore, to try different neighborhoods. I definitely, when I first moved to LA, ended up at a few Hollywood pool parties where no one got in the pool. And I was like, unacceptable. <laughs> like, like, I did not move here for no one to go in the pool. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That was Gina Young. You can find their classes and shows online at ginayoung.com. And you have to check out Divorce Party on 420 later this month. We'll have those links for you in our newsletter. If you love this episode, please share it and rate us wherever you listen. Don't forget to check out our newsletter at elias.com slash howtola and stay updated with the latest podcast drops and SoCal news. This episode was produced by Victoria Alejandro. Our other producers are Megan Botel and Evan Jacoby. Thanks for listening. Bye. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes LA a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.